So your pastor is out, going to be going to Nigeria. I think it's amazing that he's a representative for us. It's part of us. Part of Newark is going to Nigeria. I think that's amazing. So excited to hear what wonderful stories they're going to have for us. Um, glad that my family's here. Um, we're not having marital problems. They were just out visiting out town. So all is well. We worked out our differences. They're taking a break from me. That's exactly right. I'm just joking. You never work out your differences. They just follow you to the grave. The differences never work out. Amen. Amen. Glad to be coming out of retirement and preaching in the mornings now. 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. Sorry, I couldn't help it. 2 Kings chapter 2. Just before the Lord took Elijah up to heaven in a windstorm, Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha says, as certainly as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. I'm sorry, they went down to Bethel. Some members of the prophet guild in Bethel came out to Elisha and said, do you know that today the Lord is going to take your master from you? And he answered, yes, I know. Be quiet. Elijah said to them, Elisha, stay here for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he replied, as certainly as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. Some members of the prophetic guild in the Jericho approached Elisha. And said, do you know that today the Lord is going to take your master from you? And he answered, yes, I know. Be quiet. Elijah said to them, stay here for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. But he replied, as certainly as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. You can see this faithfulness. Elijah is just following Elijah wherever he goes. So they traveled on together. Fifty members of the prophetic guild went and stood opposite of them at the distance. And while Elijah and Elisha stood by the Jordan, Elijah took his cloak, his coat, and he folded it and hit the water with it. And the water divided, and two of them crossed over on dry ground. And when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, what can I do for you? You've been so faithful. What can I do for you before I'm taking away from you? And Elijah answered, may I receive a double portion of the prophetic spirit that energizes you. And Elijah replied, that is a difficult request. If you see me taken from you, may it be so. But if you don't, it will not happen. And just as they were talking and walking along, suddenly a fiery chariot pulled by fiery horses appeared and they went between Elijah and Elisha and Elijah went up into heaven in a windstorm. While Elisha was watching, he was crying. My father, my father, the chariot and the horsemen of Israel. Then he could no longer see them. He grabbed his clothes and he tore them in two and he picked Elijah's cloak, which had fallen off of him, and went back and stood on the shore of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen off of Elijah and he hit the water with it and said, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? 
And when he hit the water, it divided, and Elisha crossed over. When the members of the prophetic guild in Jericho, who were standing at a distance, saw him do this, they said, the spirit that energized Elijah rests upon you, Elisha. And they went meant to meet him and bowed down to the ground before him. And they said to him, look, there are 50 capable men with your servants. Let them go back and look for your master. For the wind sent from the Lord may have carried him away, dropped him off on one of the hills in the, or in the valleys. But Elisha replied, don't send anybody out. But they were so insistent, he became embarrassed. So he said, send him out. They went out, the 50 men, and they looked for three days, but they could not find Elijah. And when they came back, Elisha was standing in Jericho, and he said to them, didn't I tell you, don't go? Then the men of the city said to Elisha, look, the city has a good location, as our master can see, but the water is bad, and the land doesn't produce crops. Elijah said, get me a new jar and put some salt in it, which is like poison. So they got it. And he went out to the spring and threw the salt in it. And then he said, this is what the Lord has said. I have purified the water and it will no longer cause death or fail to produce crops. Then the water has been pure to this very day, just as Elijah prophesied. Then he went up there to Bethel. And as he was traveling up the road, that's where I want to take my text. Some young boys came out of the city and made fun of him saying, go on up, Baldy. Go on up, Baldy. And when he turned around and saw them, he called, he called God's judgment down on them. And two female bears came out of the woods and ripped apart 42 of the boys to pieces. Um, from there, he traveled to Mount Carmel and back to Samaria. And my title today, this morning, is When Animals Attack. When Animals Attack. Jesus, Lord, you have a word for us here today. Help us, Lord, to be receptive to your word, Jesus. I pray right now, my king, let your spirit move right now in this service. Jesus, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. These were not little boys. The Hebrew word there means young men. And Elisha is a young man. He just started out his ministry. So here he is walking, and 42 boys surround him and start taunting him and bullying him. Now, I'm very familiar with bullying. When I first arrived to this great nation, I was me and my brother were bullied in a wonderful part of town, South Lansing. I'm sure you're familiar with that there, Bishop. You grew up there. I know exactly. Me and my brother were walking home. Three guys jumped me and then punched me in the stomach, knocked the wind right out of me. Then they pinned my brother down, and they were, they were beating him. So then I pushed the attacker and then I pushed the other two boys aside, and we grabbed my brother's hand, and we sprinted home. So, yes, I'm familiar with bullying. I remember I closed the door. We're both breathing really hard. And I'm not one to tell my father anything. So I just, I can take care of myself. Thank you very much. I know what I'm doing. But somehow word got out. I don't know who told him. I still can't figure it out. I was there in Atlanta trying to figure out who told him, but no one's speaking. So someone told him, me and my brother were getting bullied. And um, he, you know, he pulls me to the side and has a private conversation with me. My dad, he's familiar with fighting. You know, when he was a young guy, he found out that my great uncle, 
there was a couple of boys going around breaking up glass and at demanding protection money. And so my father got a wind of this and said, this is ridiculous, protection money. So he decided to camp out at night and said to my great uncle, don't pay them. I'll take care of them. And then he waited for these guys to show up. Under the cover of darkness, he jumps one, punches down the other one. I mean, he's three to one, right? So then they grab him and they polarize him. So then the next day, he gets up, he cleans himself off, and tells my uncle, if they show up again tonight, I'll be waiting for them again. <laughs> they did it. They did it. They did not show up again. This is the guy when, when, you know, when he found out that my aunt had an abusive husband, he took care of it. I don't know what he did. He won't tell me to this day, but he took care of it. Showed up at his house and... They're not together anymore, but he showed up and did something. I'm not sure what he did. My dad likes to talk, but that's one thing he won't talk about. He did something. So he, he's very familiar with fighting and taking care of bullies. So when he looks at me and he says, Arash, you're the oldest. You're going to have to confront these bullies or they're going to follow you for the rest of your life. That was a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> South Lansing. He's, he's shaking his head. He knows South Lansing. Yeah, exactly. It was a fantastic part of town. So I'm half the man my father is, so I just spent it avoiding them. I would wake up at 6.15 in the morning. I'd catch my ESL bus. English is a second language. Well, I learned English. Because, you know, I spoke Farsi. You guys didn't know that. English is not my native language. So then I would go ahead and they'd take me to the elementary school, and I would avoid all the big crowds because I knew where they would be hanging out. I'd avoid the lunch rooms. I'd quickly get my, my lunch, and then I would go eat in the corner somewhere. And then after school, I'd grab my brother, and we'd quickly run off home, and I would hide behind trees. And I did this. For a year, for a whole year, until finally it all came to an impact. But those words, they still bother me. I don't think my dad has any idea how much those words bother me because if you don't tackle bullies, they'll follow you for the rest of your life. And it still bothers me because... I still have bullies. It's not chubby little guys trying to jump me and my brother anymore. It's the devil. It's the world. It's my flesh. And we come to church polarized. And I love this. We just, just wave a white flag. You win, devil. I'm not doing anything today. I don't want what God has in store for me today. I'm just going to go ahead and I'll, I'll just do the bare minimum. You're right. There are no happy endings in this, this world. 
And then we just come and we're beaten by this world and we come to church and we're like, hurry up, get through the message so I can go back home. We're getting bullied. You know what's interesting about Elisha? He said he called upon the name of the Lord and cast judgment on him. You know what? He didn't say, and I called two she-bearers to come and go ahead and destroy these 42 guys. Did you know that was, that was God that did that? Do you know who's, who's fighting for you? Do I need to remind this congregation this morning who's fighting for you? The reason they do a white flag is because there's no, there's no national flag. It's completely neutral. Aren't you tired of running from the bullies? Tired of hiding? Tired of eating your lunch in the bathroom? hoping they don't come in there. It's my first year in America. <laughs> it's a great country. Yeah, so we just, I mean, just, I, it is a great country. I just, I'm just, it was a bad part of town. But you're getting bullied. When are you going to stop running? This is all right? This is what God's been dealing with me all month. When are you going to stop running? When are you going to stop hiding? And then just expecting the bare minimum. You know, this is just, this is just my lot in life. Thank God my parents were like, you know what? My kids are going to get bullied. That's just the end of it. No, a year later we moved. Went to a better part of town. And I never got bullied again. Now, I wish I knew the Lord back then. I would have cast curse on them and judgment. <laughs> but I didn't. But you guys do. You guys can curse those who <laughs> curse you. Aren't you tired of running? Don't you know God has something bigger for you? Don't you just calling you to greater relationship? Well, I've tried to pray for the Holy Ghost. It's just, I just can't get it. So I've just given up. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll get baptized, one day. That was, that was always my answer when I got into church. I was like, one day I'll do it, Lord, one day. Not today. I have my own plans, all right? One day. One day. Thank God I... I quit running. I have no regrets. No regrets. Now, did I, do I have bad days? Yes, I do have bad days. But I have absolutely no regrets because I was sick and tired of running. When are you going to confront your bullies? When are you going to confront the devil? And I wonder if just God's just waiting. Like, Send me. I'm right here. I can fix the situation. I can take care of your problems. I'm just waiting. If Elijah would have just kept walking and didn't say anything, I'm sure nothing would have happened. Just release me. 
When are you going to release me? When are you going to stop running? God's called you something greater. Deuteronomy 24 says, For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies. Why? To give you victory. Well, my life is a mess, so I'll join the club. Wouldn't you want Jesus in your mess? When are you going to get serious? Well, one day. When this happens, once I have kids, once I get married, once I finish my degree, once, 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 and you have no idea that you're running. You can only run so much from God. I'm not preaching very long today. If you could please stand. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.